Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I am Leah, and I am joined by Bonnie and Katie, and we're talking about our one cool inspirational gal. So Bonnie already talked about Ada Lovelace, mm-hmm. and Katie already talked about my cat, I mean RBG, <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, but before we dive back in, I'm going to totally tell you what is up on the Gal's Guide calendar for the last week in January. So for the week of January 30th through February 5th, that's right, we're going in a little bit to February, on Wednesdays we write, so join us at the Gals Guide Library on Wednesday at 4.30 for time to work on your writing and to connect with other writers. On Friday, February 3rd, we are celebrating culinary gals, and we're going to have some delicious snacks and apps in the library from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. We're also going to have all of our cookbooks on display, so bring your appetite with you this first Friday. On Saturday, February 4th, join us for our LGBTQ plus ally meetup. We host our lovely space for support, resources, and community involvement. So join us at 2 p.m. at Gals Guide Library on the first Saturday of the month. So for this and all of our great events, check out our calendar at galsguide.org. So I have a question For my lovely inspirational gals, Katie and Bonnie, I want to know, did you do a famous person project in school? They might have called it the Wax Museum, or they might have called it something else, but did you do one? Who did you pick? If you didn't have one, who would you have picked? Well, we didn't get to do the whole dressing up wax museum thing. Okay, gotcha. Not full on. Not full on. um, But I do remember we wrote a kind of biography. Oh, (laughs) you're going to be shocked. Yes, mine was on Milton Hershey. Really? (laughs) When you have it was on a chocolate cooking like mmm, delicious. (laughs) Um, Did you know his wife died of syphilis? Mm, how should you get that? I wonder. Sure he's a very faithful chocolatier. Mm, he was a carrier. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I have lots of great Hershey stories, yes. which I'm sure you do as well from but, your famous person project. You know, I don't think that was included in the yeah. elementary the book. I, oh I read about him, but. See, well, on the yeah. tour, they said that his wife died of mysterious illness. Oh. And so my ass Googled that as fast as possible. Right. <laughs> And then spent the rest of the tour digging into why she died. <laughs> and then later that night in the hotel room found out, I'm like, I just shouted, syphilis! <laughs> See, I think we should do another famous person. I mean, I want to promote really awesome people. Right, yeah. But now that we're not elementary school students that yes. are like brainwashed and getting the clean version, we should uh-huh. do like an adult yes. wax museum where the we tell real the history. truth. Let's mm-hmm. just go and dig into the child labor involved in chocolate production, yes. too. We can make Thank it real you. dark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, I mean, there was the cola wars. I re- there was also the chocolate wars, too, where mm, some nefarious dealings. Dark history. I know, it's dark chocolate history. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, no, did, did you do I a really, famous person? Uh, I did not, but now I'm just like picturing like a little... like. <laughs> kid up there doing the presentation <laughs> and he died of sniffles <laughs> exactly i don't know what it is i think he had the sniffles <laughs> the sniffles <laughs> the sniffles <laughs> oh 
goodness. <laughs> now, now I feel like we need to do like just syphilis month. I know, right? Exactly. Who died of syphilis? Let's just, we, you know what? We're always going to have like a 250th episode. Maybe mm-hmm. that can be <laughs> the special one. <laughs> trying to think of who the episode was about the sticker that i oh uh it was um it was Um, nana tova nava nazimova yeah Yeah. it was nazimova's father was so terrible and there was the possibility the presidents well it comes up with uh yeah it comes up with just so many uh warren g harding Mm. yeah the hardings there was also that too yeah (laughs) seems to come up with terrible people interesting right Mm. You know, I know you've been, but our Indiana Medical Museum. Yes. I swear it's all syphilis themed. It was I mean, a I, research I know, place for I was it. Say, yes. I know it's been in like an old syphilis hospital. Yes. So a lot of their tumors, their brain slices and all of that. But I'm like, this is like a. Yeah. There's a lot of syphilis in there. Syphilis celebration. <laughs> so we know where we can record the podcast. <gasps> that would be a great idea. But Bonnie, did you do uh, a famous person not, project? I don't remember doing one in school. Okay, gotcha. But I probably like I probably would have remembered if we did it because I am you all about the them research papers, right? Exactly. Like I don't want to write like little like poetry about myself or whatever. <laughs> but you give me a research paper, I will knock that out. See. Um. But now I feel like like today, mm-hmm. like. I, I do my little paintings of the the ladies and yes. I get to I do my research before doing them and I get That's to do my true. research on the podcast so I get to do it all the time. This is true. And it's so you exciting. Are, you are living the famous person project no. like life. Yes, all absolutely. No, I probably would have picked your, your trifold we need to board. Start dressing as our people. We should. Except that would impede on my wearing my pajamas. Well, wore, it's also hard on a podcast. <laughs> I wore my computer <gasps> shirt. Does. It does. She has Bonnie a different theme shirt. See. This is probably who I would have picked. Oh. I've got a thing for the Harvard Computer Ladies. I love lately. them. Yes. I think I still got one or two more to do for the podcast to complete the set. <gasps> Sweet. Exactly. But my shirt's got See? Annie Jump Cannon. Annie Jump Cannon. You've done her. Yeah. And okay. this one is going to be um, the hydrogen one. Yes, um, exactly. And now I'm blanking on her name as well. It's two because I've had a couple of beers weird... today. <laughs> it's the, the it's not Cecilia it's, Payne it's, yeah. Gopskin, yeah. is it? It's okay. Her, All right. Okay. Gotcha. And then, and yeah, then this the... one can either be Anna Jumpcanner or Wilhelmina Fleming. So yes. They both worked in the... And then... Right. Shoot. I'm thinking of who would be the other one then. No, you said Annie Jump Cannon, because she's looking at well, the glass. there's four of them. Oh, of who the, the center Lego lady could be? I think this, the, the one with the stars, this was either Annie Jump Cannon or Wilhelmina Fleming, because they both worked on it. Yeah, the classification of the stars. I dig it, I dig it. Sweet. So there you go. Bonnie's dressed up. Okay. And she did her research. And your trifold board is basically your painting. Yep. So, yes, exactly. Okay. I think that qualifies as you're doing it like all the time. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Do you want to hear who my fifth grade elementary school uh, was required to do this famous person project. It was like a big deal. Um, for some reason, like who you picked was a big deal. Not the research project, not the dressing up, not like how good your costume was or how good your research was. Just who you picked <laughs> seemed to represent who you were as a person. It was weird. Yeah. Well, um, I picked Marilyn Monroe. So I'm going to tell you about Marilyn Monroe. I'm also going to tell you that I picked Marilyn Monroe because on the bus, 
I was part of a conversation. I was being totally ignored because I was not cool in school at all. Um, I was hella uncool, but my peers were talking about like, uh, who were the racy or daring people like oh who could you not dare cover and they kept uh taking a Marilyn Monroe because she was known as a sex symbol yeah. so they were daring other kids on the bus to pick Marilyn Monroe and I just said I'll do it because I knew Marilyn Monroe's movies so I knew of her I knew she was in movies um I didn't really care about the sex symbol part like I knew that but I'm like I don't really care so um so I vowed to research Marilyn Monroe so that I could be a cool kid. <laughs> but did, did it, it make work? You, I was going to say, were you so cool? No. Flash forward, <laughs> the end of the semester, I am in the bathroom at my house crying my eyes out because I had been researching Marilyn Monroe and I connected so hard with her. Aww. And I was just, how terrible people treated her and how terrible her life was and how dare anybody just make her into a sex object instead of a, like, that's where it ended up for me. Aww, so, right, exactly. Um, she was truly for me the first, like, famous person that I connected to on a human level and I think that's what I love about like the show that we do because I really try to find the humanity in these historical people that we talk about and I think it's because of this stupid little project that I did on Mira Monroe so I thought because she inspired me the way that I do research and the way that I kind of like learn about famous people that I would re-research my famous person project from 35 years ago. I did the freaking math. <laughs> did you still have your old paper? I couldn't find it. It's, oh, I probably did board? Like, who keeps their fifth grade stuff? Yeah. And, like, my uh, parents probably kept it, but our basement flooded. Mm. So if, you know, paper was Card not going to survive that. Happen. Yeah, wow. exactly. So I, I'm pretty sure we did keep it, but it's, it's gone now. So, yeah. um, so you want to hear some history on Mary Monroe? Absolutely. I have to start with her mother. And there's reasons, okay? <laughs> You're going to see a pattern or a warning. <laughs> Either way. So uh, her mother was Gladys Pearl Baker, right? Uh, and she was born in Mexico. Hmm. Did anybody expect that one? No, did right? not. <laughs> so her mother was not of Hispanic descent at all. Um, but uh, her uh, Gladys's mother was from uh, Arkansas and her father was an aspiring painter who spent time in Indianapolis. Really? Yeah, right? Yeah. So there was an Indianapolis connection. But um, but her father worked on the railroad. And okay. so the railroad took him all over, and that's why she was born in Mexico. Hmm. So they ended up settling in Los Angeles. Uh, Gladys married an abusive, over, uh, an abusive older man who already had two kids. Mm. This will be a pattern. <laughs> um, she filed for divorce, but the dude kidnapped the two kids and ran off. Right? So Gladys stayed in Los Angeles, and she worked in the film industry, actually, as a negative cutter. So she yeah, cut the films. It was very much considered women's work to cut the negatives and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, she married again. But she also had an affair with her boss at the negative cutting uh, factory place, whatever. Um, that pregnancy was who would become Marilyn Monroe. Oh. Uh-huh. So you see in, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, exactly. So Marilyn, of course, was born Norma Jean. You might know that if you've heard the Elton John song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes she goes by Norma Jean Baker, 
which is her mother's uh, last name that she kept. Mm -hmm. But sometimes she went by Norma Jean Mortensen, which was the dude that her mom was married to, but that wasn't her dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her real father was uh, Charles Gifford, who was Gladys's boss at the time. (laughs) Ew. Right? So uh, a good start that gets worse. Okay, so Gladys's mom was uh, so unhappy about having to tell lies about where this baby, who's the father, and all that kind of good stuff, mm-hmm. um, that Gladys's mom, basically Marilyn Monroe's grandma, died of a heart attack because she couldn't handle the secrecy of this illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. So you've got that. Lady, huh? <laughs> so not long after that, Gladys's brother uh, disappears and is later pronounced dead. What? <laughs> So Gladys can't take Can all of this. Up on that? No, just okay. like he's missing for years and years, and then like it's just he's pronounced dead? like he's he was missing. The body was yeah. never found, actually. Uh-huh. So they just pronounced him dead. Oh my! Yeah. And this would have been her uncle. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, not legitimately, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because it would be it was her mom's mom. brother. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. it's right. No, it would be because it was yeah. through mom. Yes. Um, so all of this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mom has a heart attack. The brother goes missing and is later pronounced dead. Gladys can't do this, so she sends the baby Marilyn Monroe um, to an evangelic uh, evangelical Christian. How do you say it? Evang- evangelical. Yeah. Evangelical. Thank mm-hmm. you. Evangelical Christian foster family for six to seven years. It's kind of like up in the air of exactly oh. how many years, but six to seven because she can't handle it. That is where Norma Jean was sexually abused and developed a stutter. Marilyn Monroe had a stutter when she was a little one. So in 1933, uh, Gladys, her mom, decides to pick up Norma Jean, you know, to have a wonderful reunion. Uh, They had bought a house. She had income. uh, She seemed normal at the time. Uh, Gladys says nothing about the other two children that are Marilyn's, like, sisters and brothers. Never said anything about them. Uh, But in 1933, finds out that her 15-year-old brother dies mysteriously so that one of the two kidnapped kids dies and nobody really knows why because Gladys loses her mind has a mental breakdown and is then hospitalized in the Metropolitan State Hospital pretty much for the rest of her life oh my gosh uh-huh <laughs> how old was Marilyn when this uh was? she was about seven yeah, she was seven years old. Her brother that had died was 15 because he was, yeah, yeah older. Yeah. And yeah. So Norma Jean is now eight years old. She's a ward of the state because she's got no family. Mm-hmm. Um, she was forced into orphanages and forced into foster homes. There was more sexual abuse that happened within these terrible uh, homes. But her escape that she talks about was sometimes the foster families just didn't want her in the house and they would send her to go to the movies. So the movie, she said, there I'd sit all day and all the way up into the night, I was up in the front and the big screen was so big and I was a little kid all alone and I loved it. So the movies were like her safe place Mm. that she could go to. So at age 16, to avoid being sent back to the orphanage because her foster family just like couldn't anymore, Mm -hmm. they said, why don't you marry the neighbor's son? There's a solution. Right? So James Daughtry, who was 21 at the time, um, uh, 
decides, yes, I will marry the 16-year-old. She drops out of school and, quote unquote, becomes a bored housewife at age 16. <laughs> Yay. Um, because James was a merchant marine, he was mm. shipped out for World War II in 1944. Mm-hmm. Um, while James was away, uh, Marilyn met a photographer, and she first posed for some, like, Rosie the Riveter type of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like her with an airplane engine and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, she had curly kind of reddish hair <laughs> and looked very, you know, Americana sort of thing. Um So she got an agent and she got a contract and things kind of took off for her. Um, In less than a year, she straightened her hair, she dyed it blonde, and she was on 33 magazine covers. Oh my gosh. Like things like really took off for her like super fast, right? Um, She was also a regular pinup girl. Sometimes with clothes, sometimes not. <laughs> was her, that on your trifold board? It was not on my trifold <laughs> board, but when I got the books from the library, I did see the nudes yeah. <laughs> as a fifth grader going, yep. That's why we got to close down these libraries. <laughs> Never. Because <laughs> she's gorgeous. the children. I know, right? Exactly. I loved it. Um, but you see her picture? Yeah. That was, that was little Norma Jean Baker Aww. when she was doing... When she was probably like 17 or 18. (laughs) Um, But her husband, you know, the neighbor, Mm -hmm. um, hated that she worked as a model. Whether her clothes were on or off, just absolutely hated it. So they got divorced. I mean, it was definitely a marriage made in heaven to begin with, but whatever. Um, So when it comes to her film career, it's very weird. Um, Paramount uh, didn't like her. For some reason, they interviewed her, and they just they just didn't like her. Um, Fox was very meh about her, but they didn't want RKO to get her. <laughs> it's very territorial and very stupid. Um, and so Fox, Daryl Zanuck at the time, um, decided to give Marilyn a standard contract, right? Um, this, uh, it's actually Ben Lyons is a director who is the one who actually renamed her as Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. She signed her contract as Norma Jean. They said she needed a new name and a new look. And so, uh, it was Ben Lyons who gave her the name Marilyn Monroe. Uh, during her contract for Fox that they had only because RKO wouldn't get her, mm-hmm. she was not given a single movie to do. She was in training because she was not deemed worthy to be on a film set yet. So she needed to learn how to act, how to sing, and how to dance. Eventually, they renewed her contract and let her have, like, bit parts, like little bits here and there. Um, They said, quote, she was too shy, too insecure to have a future in acting. And so her contract was not renewed after all of that, and she went back to modeling, and she did some artistic nudes, <laughs> and she also stayed in acting classes. She's like, well, I guess I just have to get better. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't have this in my fifth grade project, uh, but the girl would sleep around <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, with people who would connect her to big wigs. Mm-hmm. Um, people like, I don't know, the William Morris Agency, you know what I mean, to get uh, a really nice big break. Um, she also had a very small role in All About Eve. Um, and when she was in All About Eve, in a very teeny tiny little bit part, a magazine mentioned her saying she moved effectively from movie to model to serious actress. So suddenly, 
she was um, she was a buzz, right? <laughs> so uh, this got people at Fox to start paying attention to her again because they rejected her. Um, it also had her William Morris agent, who she was, you know, sleeping with and all that kind of good stuff, um, really excited about getting her a huge five-year contract. But her agent died the day before signing the big contract. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So she bounced around uh, from project to project and just dated a hell of a lot to try to get more gigs. This was very much the golden age of Hollywood of the casting couch. This was how it was. Um, There was um, two things that Marilyn uh, got jobs with, um, but not respected. It was the casting couch and the gossips. Uh, The gossip columnists just absolutely loved talking about her. Mm -hmm. So they would get her gigs, but it wouldn't get her respect. Yeah. So, so what Marilyn did is she took like lots and lots of acting classes. Um, she went method. She learned with, uh, she practiced with Marlon Brando when she was cast as a fish cannery worker, which like, dude, it was not a big part. She spent time in a fish cannery (laughs) to make sure that she was getting the nuances and watching people like the entire way through. She like worked really hard. Nobody took her seriously, but she worked really hard at it. She knew that her sexiness opened the door, but once she was on set, she had to know what she was doing mm, right. and she had to be able to like nail it. She really, she wanted to earn the respect once she was in the space. Um, but people didn't take her seriously. They treated her like an object. You're just the bimbo that we just hired because you slept with somebody to get here. And so sometimes pills would get you through the day because <laughs> the bullying on set and the bullying after set and the gossip colonists and all that stuff. So um, the, the pills would help not feeling so dirty and so used. Um, Marilyn, and this is the part that really kind of like made me cry in the bathroom. She really wanted to be loved. She never had a dad. Mm-hmm. Any father figure that she had, most of them betrayed her. You know what I mean? So she didn't have that. She was abandoned by her mom, too. So she didn't have a great female relationship in her life, too. She wanted a family of her own. She wanted to be the person that she didn't have and be able to give that to other people. Um, She also hated fame. She hated Hollywood. She could tell it was sleazy. All throughout the 1950s, which was like a block of her work, like she died in 62. So most of the Mm -hmm. 50s, she didn't choose a single one of her movies. They were all chosen for her. Mm -hmm. She had to do them. Um, And she really hated this because the more famous she got, the less she got to choose her own projects. That wasn't the same for like anybody else (laughs) so wait a second um so um she would also very much i don't want she was bullied on set is probably the best way to go so like i'm a big charlie chaplin fan right charlie chaplin did 98 takes of a woman handing a flower to another person Mm -hmm. 98 takes of just this he was called a genius for that Marilyn, when she asked for another take, they said, you're being too difficult Mm -hmm. and just basically asked her to, you know, to either leave the set or we've got it. We're moving on. Mm -hmm. So she would do the same thing. (laughs) And it was not fair. Um, Standards. Absolutely. Yes. So she did have multiple miscarriages. She did have multiple abusive husbands as well. Um, have you guys ever heard the famous story when she's in the blonde dress over the, the, the gate? 
I don't think so. She was married to Joe DiMaggio at the time, the the baseball player, right? Um, so she's uh, in the scene. She walks over and she can, oh, don't you feel the breeze from the subway? And it blows up her oh, skirt. No. And it's like, everybody's like, oh, my gosh. Well, Joe DiMaggio was watching the shot. It uh, drew 2,000 spectators because it was filmed on a real street um, with two dudes with fans underneath mm-hmm. of a grate, you know, causing it to go up. Yeah. Um, but Joe was not appreciating the lewd comments about his new wife. He was not appreciating that they had to get a second pair of white underwear. <laughs> So that the camera didn't see anything. Uh, (laughs) Right? Uh, The next day after that shot, Marilyn's makeup uh, person had to hide bruises on her face Mm. from Joe's fists. So, yeah. So it was... uh, They soon got divorced uh, after all of that. But you have this big famous scene and she knows what happens the next day. And she knows what happens because of it. And you've got, you know, these are posters everywhere of that shot, right? Reminding her. Yes. Now, but Marilyn's badassery is not often told. (laughs) So there's a lot of tragedy in her, but there's also some serious freaking badassery as well. Um, There is the famous Ella Fitzgerald story. Have you all heard the Ella Fitzgerald story? Drunk history. Yes, exactly. All right. So if our listeners, have you ever heard of Katie? Is it where she supports getting her in the club to play? Yes, that's Mm -hmm. the one. All right. So if our listeners haven't heard it, it's like an absolute famous story. It's great. And it's a great Mm -hmm. junk history episode as well, too. Um, But Marilyn was obsessed with Ella Fitzgerald. Gerald. Um, the two of them met in New York and they met like backstage and they both had a lot in common. They were both orphans. They were both uh, didn't really have fathers. They both had abusive husbands. So they had a lot in common and Marilyn really felt that and heard that in Ella's music. So Ella's music was a comfort to her. Mm-hmm. So when Marilyn found out that the owners of the Macombo Club wouldn't hire Ella, not because she was black necessarily, well, because Ella wasn't sexy enough because mm-hmm. mm, she was a larger woman, right? So Marilyn called up the owner and promised that she would sit front row for every single show. She would invite her famous friends and she would invite the press to take as many photographs as they wanted. So Ella played the Macombo and that opened her up to play more clubs. Um, it wasn't so much the racism, which, I mean, it is part of the factor. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is good old-fashioned fat shaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was kind of like, and Marilyn was not not having any fat shaming mm. whatsoever. So um, Marilyn also raised money for the March of Dimes, for the Milk Fund for Babies, for Muscular Dystrophy, and for orphanages in Los Angeles and in Mexico. Like, she raised a lot of money for, like, mm-hmm. super great organizations. Um, another badassery. In 1954, at the height of her career, Fox stopped making any serious films. That is the way they counted it. They said, we want to make funny films. There's no more serious films going to be made at Fox in the 50s. Uh, They demanded that Marilyn worked on a musical comedy, and she refused. This is when she got married to Joe DiMaggio and then spent three months on tour with Joe Mm -hmm. doing, like, USO shows and on her honeymoon where she got even more famous. Mm. (laughs) So she's like, screw you putting me under contract, telling me I can't make a serious movie. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she also owned her own production company, actually. Uh, Marilyn Monroe Productions was hers. Uh, a biographer called this move instrumental into the collapse of the studio system. Mm. So some of the women under contract stopped because Marilyn started her own production company. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Um, she also started what I always called the George Clooney rule. I actually didn't know it was a Marilyn Monroe thing, but it's one for you, one for me. So Marilyn's contract said she would make the film that Fox wanted, mm-hmm. and then the next film, Fox had to fully fund the project she picked. Mm-hmm. And George nice. Clooney actually does the same thing as well. One studio film, one independent film. One studio film, one independent. Um, she was called a shrewd businesswoman. Mm. Not by Fox. <laughs> <laughs> called her a pain in the ass right Mm. they called her difficult exactly she also had endometriosis Mm. so that is part of the reason for her miscarriages and things Mm -hmm. like that too um i also have a few just a few quotes i love her quotes they were all over my board uh but i don't think i had these ones women who seek to be equal with men lack ambition Mm -hmm. (laughs) love that Uh, a girl doesn't need anyone who doesn't need her uh boys think that girls are like books if the cover doesn't match their if the cover doesn't match the inside their eye won't even bother to read what's inside Mm -hmm. and a wise girl knows her limits a smart girl knows that she has none (laughs) yep exactly um so uh i'm just gonna tell our listeners you can totally come into the library at any point um and talk to me more about how Marilyn died because that would be a whole episode on its own um but she died on august 5th 1962 and she was pronounced dead in her brentwood home she was only 36 years old when she died um her cause of death is drugs either an accidental overdose or something maybe more sinister but it was they said it was the amount of drugs that were in her system they didn't want to say they did reopen the case later which is interesting um but if you are interested in this rabbit hole again this could be probably like two or three more episodes so i will not take you but i suggest watching the documentary the mystery of Marilyn monroe the unheard tapes on netflix Mm. it will piss you off So, yes, it's a whole big thing. But I wanted to share the inspiration of her, not the terrible situation Mm -hmm. of her death and all that kind of good stuff. So did any of these bits, did you not know about Marilyn? I didn't know a lot of that. I want to know what what point did she know in her life or did they just figure out like what point did she know that? That guy wasn't her dad, and the other dude was her dad. Um, a DNA test after her death. Okay. So she never knew. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think she thought that the guy that Gladys married, the Mortensen, mm-hmm. was her father. Okay. Um, there was always that kind of debate sort of thing, and I think mm-hmm. her mother probably... But see, that's the thing. Her mother was unstable. So mm-hmm. if her mother said anything, like, that's not your real dad, like, how much are you really going to yeah. take seriously? They right. did do a DNA test. Turns out 100% she is that bitch. Sorry, yeah. couldn't resist. <laughs> uh, they did do a DNA test and found out that Charles Gifford is, in fact, the father. It was not on Maury, though. <laughs> <laughs> did she die yeah. before her mom yes she died in 62 i think her mom died in the 80s mm. yeah which was weird yeah. <laughs> yeah right i did not know her beginning years were so tragic they were horrible i mean so without a foundation and mm-hmm. 
attachments. That's very sad. Yeah. So, but I love the facts about how she supported and uplifted other women. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. That is so cool. Because she knew what it was like to be without that. Mm-hmm. And so she was at least in a place of power in certain situations where she could do that. And then that's when she did. Those women so. probably didn't even have to sleep with her. I know, she right? She probably just wanted to help them. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Like, Rosalind Russell. Imagine. Rosalind Russell was also one who got her into philanthropy, to got, yeah. her, got her to raise money for things. And she'd be like, you don't even have to sleep with anybody for this. You just write a check. It's a you can sing a song. Suddenly, people are writing checks for millions of dollars, and you don't have to sleep with anyone. It's mm-hmm. great. <laughs> so, I mean, that was that was the terribleness of the industry. Yeah. Um, that not only was everybody in, but Marilyn especially, because she was only seen as that. Yeah. She was seen as the person you sleep with to get the job, or yeah. you get to sleep with if you give her the job. Dimensional. Yeah. She's just mm-hmm. an object. Yeah. So. Which was just my heartbreaking to my little fifth, you know, fifth grader self. <laughs> but it's really cool how it's come out that she was so much more. Like mm-hmm. people are interested in learning about who she really was. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the thing was. There was something with the uh, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, bought like her. He bought her artistic nudes. Yeah, before like they weren't published mm-hmm. to do the Playboy, and then she he, was on the first Playboy. Like. Made sure he got buried next to yeah. her or something. He was That's a creepo crazy. with her. He was yeah. fully, that was his first crush was Marilyn Monroe. And he was fully weirdly upset with, uh, obsessed with her. Now she was cremated. So, so he is next to her, but I mean, let's go fix it. I know, right? Let's break her out. <laughs> Bring her on a joyride. <laughs> her place is at the Gals Guide Library. Oh, she deserves so either. much more, <laughs> right? Better than being next to Hugh Hefner. Yes. Nobody needs to be next to that. <laughs> but yeah, he bought a lot of her stuff. But um, yeah, so those, the first Playboy, uh, he didn't take those photos. The, the mm-hmm. company didn't take those photos. He just straight bought them from somebody who's like, I think this girl is going to be famous one day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was, and made a lot of money for yeah. other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I wonder if, let's see, so she was in the 50s. Yep. I think that would have been just before Lucille Ball. Before she so broke, yes. I wondered if yes. there were any, like, crossover with them both having production companies. I think so. Uh, Lucille's was a little bit later because of yeah. TV, um, but, um, there was a crossover because they did work with some of the same directors actually. So, um, where was Lucille? She was at Fox. I think they were at the same studio actually, nice. because I love Lucy was a, I think I'm pretty certain it was a 20th century Fox and Desi Lou, mm. um, because they created a production company mm-hmm. for it. So, I mean, it's not that big of a town really. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, even though it's just the 50s and 60s, they were going to cross-pollinate the two of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Badassery. To be in that room. Uh. <laughs> Do you want me to wrap it up for the month? Sure. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Well, then that wraps us up for interna- international inspirational gals month so join us next week as we fire up the ovens we sprinkle some kindness and we get ready to celebrate culinary gals so we hope to see you soon in the gals guide library thank you so much for listening For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Galsguide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>